Hey guys, welcome back to the show. Today we're going to be discussing gender dynamics and relationships yet again because for people who see each other every day and literally live our lives alongside one another, it seems like men and women are having an increasingly hard time getting along. But first, I have a really quick message from our awesome sponsors over at Ashford University. You know that getting a master's degree can help you get ahead in your career or can help you jumpstart the career you've been waiting for. So what's holding you back? Work? commuting, or maybe just life in general. When I was still in university, I took as many online classes as possible because I loved how flexible they let my schedule be. But back then, I could have never imagined that you would eventually be able to earn entire degrees online from fully accredited universities. But now, thanks to Ashford University, getting a master's degree is easier than ever. Ashford University's online master's programs allow you to learn at your own pace and you can study wherever you're most comfortable learning. Ashford six-week-long courses allow you to take one class at a time. And being enrolled in one class at Ashford University means you are considered a full-time student. The GRE, GMAT, and other standardized test scores are not required for enrolling, and Ashford University is fully accredited by WASC Senior College and University Commission. You can achieve your master's degree while balancing work and home life, so start earning your master's degree today. Enroll now by going to ashford.edu slash lauren. That's ashford.edu edu slash lauren to start your master's degree so recently on our live show we did a segment about how some women were mad at tim pool for saying that he wouldn't want to date a woman who works 16 hours a day like he does and based on what i saw on social media it was especially career women in their 30s who I'm guessing our single who took issue with what Tim said. If you haven't seen the live show or that segment, I recommend you check it out. But today we are continuing on that same theme because I've discovered even more articles on the subject and I... I just have so much more to say about it. Recently, a piece in the Wall Street Journal came out that was the exact same men poor, women suffer most BS as the article that Tim originally responded to. It's called A Good Man is Getting Even Harder to Find, and it's actually written by a man, Gerard Baker, who, throughout the entire article, displays what I can only unironically describe as internalized misandry. You see, it's no secret that women are hypergamous. They tend to men of equal or greater social and financial standing as themselves. Rarely do they date downward. And I'm not saying this is what I want to happen or that I think this is what women should do. This is just objectively how it is. And the reason why this is now becoming an issue for some women is that, despite what the feminists may tell you, there are plenty of women out there who make way more than your average man does. Hence all of these articles lamenting how there are no dateable, i.e. richer, guys out there anymore. But if it's true, and it is true, that dating-aged men are struggling financially, especially when compared to women their same age, then it is somewhat strange to focus on how that problem affects women and their dating preferences rather than the issue of men falling behind in education and even some workplace environments. Frankly, it seems pretty narcissistic for a woman to acknowledge that men her own age aren't doing so well, but only care about it insofar as it affects her own desire to date someone who is richer than she is. In any case though, as the article says, quote, the gender imbalance in education attainment is getting larger every year. That may spell good news ultimately for income and employment equality, but it presses increasingly problematic social conditions for generations of men and women. According to the US Department of Education, more than 57% of the class of 2018 who graduated with bachelor's degrees were 
were female. The gap for master's degrees was even wider, 59% to 41%. I'm sorry, but you do not get to call yourself an equality advocate if you're actually cheering for the growing gender imbalance in education. There are so few men graduating from college nowadays. It just uh, it's great. This is exactly why the whole notion that feminism is about equality is horse crap. People who care about equality don't celebrate when one group is becoming more and more marginalized. And never mind that, but I don't ever want to hear someone say that women are discriminated against in the education system because we're clearly not. We are kicking boys' butts academically, and no, it's not because girls are smarter. Men and women do tend to excel in different academic fields, but overall, the average IQ of men and women is the same. But what's happening is that there is an overall imbalance in academic achievement because our entire education system was designed by females to cater to females because boys and girls do not learn in the same ways. But I digress, and Baker continues. Continues. Quote, this gender imbalance has existed since 1981, when more women than men graduated for the first time, and it's widened just about every single year since then. In fact, the department estimates that by 2027, women will account for about 60% of all bachelor's degrees awarded. Now, from the perspective of economic justice and equity, we can surely stipulate that this is progress. It may be the most tangible piece of evidence of a fundamental change in sexual equality since women were given the vote. If education really is the key to life, lifetime earning potential, then slowly, perhaps, steadily, we can expect the gap in pay and opportunities to narrow. That doesn't make any sense. The gender wage gap is not due to women not being educated enough. As Baker himself points out, more women than men have graduated from university since 1981. It's been like 40 years. It's kind of bold to keep pushing this narrative that women are some oppressed class in our society when you've literally just outlined how much more educated they are than men. I mean, would you be willing to support the complete takeover of women by universities? Just no men getting degrees at all, not allowed, if that's what it took to get rid of the gender pay gap. But finally, Baker also writes that, quote, it is estimated that for every three men with bachelor's degrees in their 20s and 30s, there are now four women Women. Most studies of human heterosexual attraction suggest both that intellectual capacity and achievement are important attractors and that people tend to gravitate toward a partner with roughly the same level of attainment. But every year, the pool of eligible male graduates is getting smaller relative to the number of women. Are achievement and intellectual capacity great attractors for heterosexual relationships, or are they great attractors for women. And I'm not saying that men don't care at all about a woman's career or education or anything like that, because some absolutely do, but study after study has kind of shown that those boxes aren't the first ones guys are checking for. It just kind of feels like this article is kind of dismissing or ignoring what men are looking for in a relationship and what their standards might be and how women might be conforming to those in favor of just focusing on women. And obviously there's nothing wrong with an article that only focuses on women's perspective, but my problem is that it seems to be representative of our entire society that only focuses on women's perspective. Whenever I hear guys talking about the kind of wife or girlfriend they're looking for, they mention things like, yeah, looks, youth because it does affect fertility to some degree. They want a woman who's family-oriented, nurturing, affectionate. As women, we spend all of this time complaining about how men are falling short of our expectations for them, but Ladies, what are we doing to meet men's expectations of us? If you're a single woman complaining that there are no good guys out there, 
maybe try asking yourself what you're bringing to the table. You have a good career, that's great, but have you ever stopped to think that even though that's what you find attractive in someone else, it may not be what men, on average, find attractive? This is what Tim's original video was about and what kind of got him into all of that trouble, but try to put yourself into the shoes of a guy who does check all of your boxes. Would someone like that, who is financially successful, really be interested in a woman like you, who is also so focused on her career. I'm not saying that career men looking for career women don't exist, because they absolutely do, but if what you mainly bring to the table is a good job and money, but the guy already has a good job and money, maybe he would instead prefer a partner who does things that he can't, focuses on areas that he doesn't have time to, like home life, raising a family. I feel like as men and women, we've lost sight of how to talk to each other. We don't know how to attract a girlfriend or how to attract a boyfriend anymore. And honestly, if you're a man and you're having trouble dating, I would say listen to Jordan Peterson because the advice that he gives is not specific to dating, but trust me, it will help you in dating. If you're a guy and you have your affairs in order, you're confident and you're successful at whatever you may be working at, girls will be attracted to that. But there's not really a Jordan Peterson figure out there for women right now. Not that women can't listen to Dr. Peterson, because I do and I love his stuff, but women in my generation, it seems like we're not interested in concepts like self-improvement as much as we used to be, or the idea of working on ourselves to better attract a mate. For example, in the original New York Post article that Tim discussed, it reads that, quote, single New Yorker Gina Thibodeau has some theories of her own about the fella famine. I find generally that dudes these days just do less across the board, says the nurse practitioner. Their parents have coddled them and taken care of them, and they just don't go out there and make more money. The 38-year-old Upper East Sider stresses that she's not looking for anything outrageous, safety and security as far as finances go, but she's still coming up empty on dates. She says it's because the men she goes out with don't feel the innate push to succeed that she does. I think for years, they've always just taken their role in society for granted, and I think they're just getting lazy culturally, she says. I firmly believe that people should be able to have whatever dating preferences they want. I mean, they're your preferences. Who is anyone else to tell you what you should or should not like? But at the same time, Gina, honey, you're 38. Who are you to say that guys today are just lazy or not ambitious enough? Have you ever considered just for a moment that maybe there are successful guys out there they're just not interested in you? That maybe you're not the catch you think you are? I know dating is hard and all, and it's definitely not easy to find someone to spend the rest of your life with. But still, if you're in one of the most densely populated cities in the entire world, and you can't find anyone to date anyone at all, maybe the problem here isn't all men. I'm just saying. And I'm not gonna lie, as a woman, finding a balance between dating and your own career can be hard. It can be really hard. And you can complain till the cows come home that, oh, it's not fair. No one ever asks men to make these decisions. They get to have both a career and a family. But what can I tell you? Men and women are different. And the funny thing is, is that there are guys out there who would love to be stay-at-home dads and who wouldn't mind you going out and being the main breadwinner while they stay home with the kids. But you probably wouldn't even want to date those types of guys because you don't find them successful or ambitious 
enough. And again, those preferences are your right to have. I'm not trying to change them. I'm simply pointing out that they may not lead to the happiest ending. Because ultimately, if women like Gina really were committed to just finding a husband and settling down and getting married, they'd be able to do that. We're having this whole conversation as if it's just impossible to expect these women to marry someone who makes less money than them, but it's always an option. They could easily do that. I mean, they're acting as if there's no more eligible men left on the entire planet when really they just don't want to date blue-collar workers, which is fine. They can feel that way. But I mean, if that's the issue, then just come out and say that. Frankly, though, if I were 38 and still single, I'd be a little more willing to be flexible on the income issue. In fact, the New York Post wrote an entire article about career women in the city dating men who make less money than they do. As the article explained, quote, according to the latest data from the U.S. Census Bureau, Manhattan alone has 38% more young, college-educated women than it does similar men, forcing ladies to consider potential mates they may have otherwise overlooked. Such was the case for Andrea who met 36-year-old Jason during her second year of law school while hanging out at a watering hole on Long Island. While committing to Jason meant saying goodbye to the prospect of a glittery Manhattan lifestyle, both Jason's son from his previous marriage and his business are on Long Island. Andrea got a loving, committed partner in return when the two wed in 2013. However, as the article also details, some women are just unwilling to consider the prospect of dating down and would rather be alone. Quote, I want to date men of a higher rank than me, adds Linda Valenzano, a 35-year-old divorced marketing strategist from Staten Island. They should be a chief officer or business owner. I'm a director, my job is demanding, and men who don't understand that find it intimidating. Valenzano feels like sticking to these standards, even if it means remaining single indefinitely, will only lay the groundwork for a rock-solid relationship in the future. I find it very hard to meet a man who meets my criteria, she admits. I feel like the ones who do are playboys and aren't ready to settle down. Honestly, as much as we've broken gender stereotypes in the workplace, not much has changed at home. I think most men want to feel like they are a breadwinner. So there you have it. And once more, I will reiterate that I'm not saying that anyone's preferences are invalid or that anyone needs to change their preferences. All I'm saying that is really for anyone, man, woman, younger, older, if you're out there looking for a partner, it doesn't hurt to critically examine what you could be bringing to a relationship and whether any of your preferences might be limiting your dating pool. And if so, if there are any, you could be flexible. On. In any case, though, that's pretty much all I have to say about the issue, and as always, I would love to know what you guys think. Are there really no good men left, or are they just not interested in dating career women? And if that's the case, what could these women do in order to find husbands? Let me know, but that's it for now. Thank you guys so much for tuning in, and I'll see you next time.